The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 72, beginning on page 426. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. Then shall he judge thy people according unto right, and defend the poor. The mountains also shall bring peace, and the little hills righteousness unto the people. He shall keep the simple folk by their right, defend the children of the poor, and punish the wrongdoer. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endureth, from one generation to another. He shall come down like the rain upon the mown grass, even as the drops that water the earth. In his time shall the righteous flourish, yea, an abundance of peace so long as the moon endureth. His dominion shall be also from one sea to the other, and from the river unto the world's end. They that dwell in the wilderness shall kneel before him. His enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall give presents. The kings of Arabia and Saba shall bring gifts. All kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall do him service. For he shall deliver the poor when he crieth, the needy also, and him that hath no helper. He shall be favorable to the simple and needy, and shall preserve the souls of the poor. He shall deliver their souls from falsehood and wrong, and dear shall their blood be in his sight. He shall live, and unto him shall be given of the gold of Arabia. Prayer shall be made ever unto him, and daily shall he be praised. 
There shall be a heap of corn in the earth, high upon the hills. The fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the city shall flourish like grass upon the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall remain under the sun among the posterities, which shall be blessed in him, and all the nations shall praise him. Blessed be the Lord God, even the God of Israel, which only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be the name of his majesty forever, and all the earth shall be filled with his majesty. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 36th chapter of the Apocryphal book Ecclesiasticus. Have mercy upon us, O Lord God of all, and behold us, and send thy fear upon all the nations that seek not after thee. Lift up thy hand against the strange nations, and let them see thy power. As thou wast sanctified in us before them, so be thou magnified among them before us, and let them know thee as we have known thee, that there is no God but only thou, O God. Show new signs and make other strange wonders. Glorify thy hand and thy right arm, that they may set forth thy wondrous works. Raise up indignation and pour out wrath. Take away the adversary and destroy the enemy. Take the time short, remember the covenant, and let them declare thy wonderful works. Let him that escapeth be consumed by the rage of the fire, and let them perish that oppress the people. Smite and sunder the heads of the rulers of the heathen that say, There is none other but we. Gather all the tribes of Jacob together, and inherit thou them as from the beginning. O Lord, have mercy upon the people that is called by thy name, and upon Israel whom thou hast named thy firstborn. O be merciful unto Jerusalem, thy holy city, the place of thy rest. Fill Sion with thine unspeakable oracles, and thy people with thy glory. Give testimony unto those that thou hast possessed from the beginning, and raise up prophets. may know that thou art the Lord, the eternal God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. 
Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn and tear you in pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Keep, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy church with thy perpetual mercy. And because the frailty of man without thee cannot but fall, keep us ever by thy help from all things hurtful, and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. A couple of thoughts about our lessons for tonight. We begin in Psalm 72, which closes the second book of the Psalter out of the five books of Psalms that are that make up the 150 we have in the scriptures. And what we get in this last Psalm is a hymn that anticipates and, 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 and sort of ushers in and prays for God to raise up his sort of messianic kingdom. This was a real hope of ancient uh, faithful Jews who saw in the promises made to Abraham um, a world that largely did not conform to the promises that God made to Abraham and so anticipated in their prayers um, and prayed for the fulfillment of the promises made to Abraham, which included um, you know, sort of innumerable descendants, a land to call their own, and also um, that all, that through them all the nations would be turned to the God of Israel and would be blessed through Israel. Um, and then when this was combined with the covenant made to David, uh, that there would be a king that was seated in the in the heart of Israel, uh, which was at Jerusalem, um, the temple city, where the true God could be found in the temple that was the was understood to be the overlap of heaven and earth, and also where the the king's house was and a 
line, a king of the line of David, according to that covenant, was said to be the one that would that would sit on that throne forever. And so, when these ideas get combined in the um, in the this prayer in Psalm seventy two, we are anticipating a kingdom uh, and a king that sits on the that rules on the earth, and all the nations are um, are ordered toward him um, and are called to praise him and worship him. Um, and also to be blessed by him, um, and so there's this. So there's this. This this psalm anticipates that, and that's echoed again in the wisdom writings of Ecclesiasticus. And as we talked about when we first, when we talked about in the introduction to Ecclesiasticus, this book is happening long after the return from the captivity in Babylon and the splintering of the kingdoms and the destruction of the Northern Kingdom, and even after the conquests of Alexander the Great, the Egyptians again, and the Seleucids uh, who are about to come and take over the land again. This is a really rough time for Israel, and there's a renewal in Ecclesiasticus 37 of these Messianic kingdom promises and a prayer that the Lord would continue to usher them. And so it's significant to us as reader, as Christian readers of this book to note that there is a an ongoing thread through the wisdom tradition of this time in between the old the end of the old and the beginning of the New Testament that's still anticipating the coming of this messianic king. And that sets the stage for when Jesus comes on the scene, um, why there is already kind of whispers about whether he could be this king, but also a, a lot of hot debate about whether or not he could be that king based on what he is teaching and doing. Um, and so this is one of the, you know, along the way, as you could imagine, there were many purported kings who would be ushering in that Messianic kingdom who turned out to be false kings and false messiahs. And so as we're looking at the figure of Jesus, we're looking at a king. Hey, love that. No, come here. We're looking for a king that you know, Jesus does in some ways seems to be fitting the bill of and also some seemingly isn't fitting the bill of. And so when we get to Matthew 7 and Jesus is proclaiming the kingdom on uh, that is that has come finally, this long expected messianic kingdom, he is calling everybody to remember that there is a real kingdom that is, that is this isn't a spiritual reality. This isn't a sort of a, a, a sort of pie in the sky hoped for thing. This is in fact a kingdom that will actually be on the earth. Um, and so what this is, yes, I know. And so what this is, is, is in Matthew seven, we get a sense of realism that it's not just this kind idea that Jesus is, is sort of going to bless all the ways of the earth in fulfilling this messianic kingdom. We're confronted with the, the thought, Excuse me real quick. We're confronted with the thought that, you know, this isn't really one way among many that God is going to vaguely bless as the world draws toward its end, that this is going to be a point in time and in place on the earth that all things are tending. They're all tending to the enthronement of King Jesus and all the nations being brought before him, either to bend the knee and assent to his kingship or to reject him at, to their judgment. Um, and that includes everybody belonging to all of those nations as well. And so in our lessons tonight, we get two kinds of ideas that we have to hold in tension as Christians. One of them is that there is 
um, that there is a kind of narrowness to the proclamation of the kingdom. There is a, a, you know, as Jesus himself says, the way is narrow that leads to life. This isn't a, you know, a just any way you kind of choose in anywhere and any in any fashion that you choose to pursue it to try and and um, and sort of arrive at the, the destination you want to go. There is a fixed destination to all of this that Jesus is Lord, that he admit there he his lordship admits of no other lordship, that he is the king of kings and lord of lords, and that there is no God and no king beside him in this. And so there is a, a real precision and a definition to the proclamation of the kingdom that invalidates any other claim. And, and it also, there is no subsequent claim that can invalidate it. It is the final revelation of God's goodwill to bring all people to himself. And yet at the same time, we can detect in the promises made to Abraham in the blessings of Psalm 72, in the, um, the, the renewal of the earth we see in Ecclesiasticus 37, and even in Matthew 7 about the goodness of the Father's will towards his children on earth, uh, there is this wideness in God's mercy. Um, as, and there's, there, there is at the same time a, a kind of surprisingly broad uh, goodwill that goes out to draw people in and to invite the uninvitable and to redeem the unforgivable and to give mercy to those who perhaps most deserve judgment. Um, and so this is why Jesus urges us not to pass summary judgment on one another uh, and to consign that to God because you know, oftentimes we think, well, that person just, you know, either we say it out loud or we think it in our heart, that person can't be saved or that person's, you know, going to hell in a handbasket. Um, and we're dead wrong about those things a lot of the time, um, because at one point in time, Saul, the Pharisee, looked like he was the enemy of Christ and was the enemy of Christ. And then if you were to see him again a little bit later, he is an apostle of the Lord. Um, we don't know always how things will shape up. And so what we're called to in Jesus's Sermon on the Mount and in the Christian life is to um, be vigilant to our to our own pursuit of the Lord, to our own devotion to the Lord, um, and to consign judgment to the one who is able to judge, the King of Kings. Um, and that happens at one point. And so uh, for us, you know, as we return in prayer tonight, our main mandate is to open the heart again in repentance and faithfulness to King Jesus. Um, because as we do so at these little tiny moments in time, then, you know, we're, it's not, we're not looking and toward an ambiguous future when the Lord appears either in our last hour or at the world's last night, um, you know, we're face to face with the one that we have sought morning and evening and every Sunday and every bit in between all along the way. And so the rest of it is not our business, um, but what we have, what we know is ours, has been set before us, and it is ours to faithfully pursue it. A couple thoughts for us tonight. We'll close with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. 
reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in tonight. And thanks to Barbara and Rochelle, my co-leaders. I hope you have all, all have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good evening, everyone. Good night, everybody. Bye.